Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again, and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. In this week's iTunes review, we want to give a very special thank you to Faith Alone 9187 and Emery B. Thank you so much for taking the time to write in. We really appreciate it. Today is part two in our series on Gideon. It is called Torches, Trumpets, and the Impossible Battle. This comes from Judges chapter 6, verses 33 through 39, and chapter 7, verses 1 through 22. Last week was part one of Gideon. If you missed it, I would recommend you going back and listening so you understand where our story started. For part two, let's jump right in. All of the Midianites, that big, scary group, all of them gathered their armies together. Other tribes came clanging with their heavy metal weapons and joined them as well. All of them went across the Jordan River, and there they pitched tents and camped. (laughs) I wonder if they made s'mores with their campfires. Okay, let's continue. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon. So Gideon blew a trumpet to send for his men. Everyone, let me hear your best trumpet sounds right now. Super! He told them to follow him. He sent messengers all through all of the land, all over, to the top of the green grassy hills, to the back of the deep, dark caves. He called for the men to fight. He gathered many people together to fight those beastly Midianites. So, everyone is gathered together, a humongous group, when Gideon must have been feeling a little bit nervous, because next, Gideon says to God, Um, you promised you would use me to save Israel, so please do something for me. What if I put a piece of wool on the ground tonight? If the wet dew is only on the wool tomorrow morning and the ground all around it is dry, well, then I will know that you used me to save Israel and I'll know that your promise will come true. That's what happened. Gideon got up early the next day stretched his arms and rubbed his sleepy eyes. And then he probably rushed to see what happened to the wool. He squeezed the water of the dew out of the wool. The water filled a whole bowl. God did what Gideon had asked, but Gideon was still a little nervous. He wanted to double check. So Gideon said to God, God, 
please don't be angry with me. Let me ask you for just one more thing. Let me use the wool for one more test. But this time, make the wool dry and let the ground be covered with dew. So, that night God did it. Only the white, fluffy wool was dry. The ground all around it was covered with a glistening dew. Early in the morning, the Lord said to Gideon, I want to hand Midian over to you, but you have too many men for me to do that, because I know, then Israel, all of you guys, you might brag, saying, My own strength has saved me. So here is what I want you to announce to the army. Tell them, Those who tremble with fear can turn back. They can leave Mount Gilead. So, 22,000 men left, but 10,000 remained. The Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men, so take them down to the water, and there I will reduce the number of them for you. If I say, This one will go with you, he will go. But if I say, That one will not go with you, he will not go. So Gideon took the men down to the flowing blue water. There the Lord said to him, Some men will drink the way dogs do. Everyone, give me your best dog bark. Very good. Now God says, They will lap up the water with their tongues, separate them from those who get down on their knees to drink. Three hundred men brought up the water to their mouths with their hands, and they lapped it up the way a dog does. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord spoke to Gideon. He said, With the help of the three hundred men who lapped up the water, I will save you. I will hand the Midianites over to you. Let all the other men go home. So Gideon sent those Israelites home. Okay, guys, um, you get to, uh, you get to go home. Yeah, I know, it seems crazy. And, uh, Andrew, I know you wanted to fight, but you drank the water the other way. Sorry, big guy. He kept the 300 men. They took over the supplies and trumpets the others had left. Now, the Midianites had set up their camp in the valley below Gideon. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, Psst, get up. Go down against the camp. I am going to hand it over to you. But what if you were afraid to attack? Everyone listening, isn't God being kind to Gideon? Remember how Gideon wanted to double triple and quadruple check God's orders by testing him with the wool? Well, clearly Gideon gets a little nervous, and God knows him well and is kind enough to encourage him. So God says, Then go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what they are saying. And after that, you will not be afraid to attack the camp. So Gideon and his servant tightened their sandals, 
wrapped their brown jackets around them, and walked down to the edge of the camp. Whoa! They looked, and maybe their eyes grew big with what they saw. There were so many of their enemy that they looked like huge numbers of locusts. Like the grains of sand on the seashore, their camels could not be counted. Maybe Gideon gulped a little fearfully and thought, mm? Um, they have way more than our 300 men. Look at them all. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend about his dream. I had a dream. A round loaf of barley bread. It came rolling into the camp of Midian. And it hit a tent with great force. Then the tent, it turned over and it fell down flat. His friend replied, Hmm, that can only be the sword of Gideon. Gideon is from Israel. God has handed the Midianites over to him. He has given him the whole camp. Well, Gideon heard the man explain what the dream meant. Then Gideon bowed down and worshipped. I bet Gideon was thrilled. That was his sign, his reassurance that they would win this battle. So he returned to his camp, the camp of Israel, and he called out, Get up, everyone. The Lord has handed the Midianites over to you. Gideon separated the three hundred men into three fighting groups. He put a trumpet and an empty jar into the hands of each man, and he put a torch inside each jar. Watch me. Do what I do. I will go to the edge of the enemy camp, and everyone with me, we will blow our trumpets. Then, blow the trumpets you have from all around the camp, and shout the battle cry, for the Lord, and for Gideon. Gideon and his army of men with him reached the edge of the enemy camp. It was about ten o'clock at night. The stars were twinkling in the black sky. It was just after the guard had been changed. Gideon and his men blew their trumpets. They broke the jars that were in their hands. Then they shouted the battle cry, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! Each man stayed in his position around the camp. And guess what happened next? Eek! Run, run! Run away! Run away! They were crying out as they ran. When the three hundred trumpets were blown, the Lord caused all the men in the enemy camp to start fighting one another. It was chaos! They attacked one another with their swords. And the army ran away as fast as they could. Well... That's it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just learned. God made Gideon take away men to fight until all he had was 300 men left. But their enemy, well, it sounds like they had a gajillion, fulfillion, basically way more men. 
Do you think the group with more fighters would win? Yes, I thought so too. Did God want people to think that they alone won the fight? Or did he want them to know he won it for them? That's right. God said he wanted to make sure they didn't brag about themselves and think, Woohoo! We're hot stuff now. We won this all by ourselves. Instead, he would make it seem impossible to win. By making Gideon have less men to fight with, it seemed like there was no way they could win. Then the people would see that it was the Lord who won this fight for them. Clearly, they could not have done this on their own. My last question for you is this. Is there something in your life that seems impossible for you or maybe really, really hard? That's a good example. I know sometimes things like speaking in front of your class or being patient with your little sister for the 100th time might seem really, really hard to do. But isn't that when God showed his power in our story? Yep, it sure is. Whatever you face today that might seem so hard, remember God is always with you and it's these impossible moments that He shines so that other people get to know Him too. Well, everyone, you did a great job today. That is it for our story today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are truly grateful for all of our listeners. Thanks for sharing this with your family, friends, or on your social media. We are honored you would allow us the opportunity to serve your family. Thank you again. And... As always, bye for now.